Shout out to Laguna Blue. I have to hear this like every every day I now. I love it. <laughs> but I think people are really looking for regenerative medicine, something that's gonna last much longer, something that's more natural approach to anti-aging. Kind of stimulate the patient's own collagen and help them age more naturally. Four to six vials. She tried to get you to do 20 in one cheek just to see the difference, right? <laughs> no, she told me I was being such a baby that she was gonna stop with one side <laughs> and leave the other untreated because she was tired of dealing with me complaining. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beauty and the Brain, the podcast where we discuss all things aesthetics. I'm your co-host, Dr. Chris Crowley. And I'm Jerry Drinker, nurse practitioner and owner of Skin and Tonic Med Spa located in Pace, Florida with my husband, Chris Crowley. So we have a, a really fun, exciting topic um, today. You know, towards the end of the year, we seem to be kind of uh, wrapping up our season by talking about futuristic things. We just had a show on- Is that why you're wearing that shirt? <laughs> you don't like my shirt? I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shout out to Laguna Blue. I have to hear this like every every day I now. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you picked it out. You should love it. Today we're going to be uh, talking about some future trends in aesthetics, not just uh, technology, which we discussed last week, but we're going to be talking about some of the new injectables and kind of where we see this industry going in the future. Why don't we just start with what we're doing now, some things that we've seen kind of a shift or our trends change over the last uh, few years. Do you want to talk a little about that? Yeah, what I've seen and what we're seeing more and more of, and I, I think over the next several years we'll continue to see this increase, is people are, are fillers absolutely have their place, but I think people are really looking for regenerative medicine, something that's gonna last much longer, something that's more natural approach to anti-aging rather than the, in the past we've seen the puffy pillow face for people being overfilled, and now we're seeing people wanting a more natural look. I think that that's kind of where we're seeing this whole trend go, you know, and, and things in aesthetics kind of come and go. We see, saw a trend where there were lots of big implants and then people had implants removed and lots of big lips and then lips went away and now lips are kind of trending again. And so as trends change, but I think that this is something that's really gonna stick around because it's truly an easy, more natural way of anti-aging. Yeah, I don't know if I would describe it as easy per se, because it's still, you know, I'm a baby so when it comes to injections. If there's anything that has to be injected, I wouldn't say it's uh, easy for me, but I do think it's more natural. And we definitely, you and I um, started our practice in a time where a lot of people wanted to look done. They wanted people to know they had work. It was almost like a status symbol that they could either afford to get it or they did get it. And we've kind of seen that um, change a lot, um, especially over the past few years. I would say that one of the biggest concerns that uh, patients expressed to us when they come in now is they don't want to look overdone. They're afraid of being, having too much done. And so we constantly have to educate them on how we're going to do a staged approach. And it's our goal also to have them looking 
rusted or a little bit younger, but we're not trying to, to totally make them into somebody that they're not. We're really augmenting their natural features. One of the things that you and I have always done, kind of since the beginning, is really focus on skin quality and skin integrity and not so much as chasing lines and chasing wrinkles. So I don't know if it was a little like before before our time in aesthetics or just the way that we were trained or the way because we did train together, but I think in, in improving quality and the health of the skin is going to make everything you do last longer. Yeah. Your neurotoxin is going to last much longer. Your dermal fillers are going to last much longer. Your, your thread lifts are going to last much longer and all the other things that we're going to talk about today. On that same line, uh, we did train together um, over 15 years ago with uh, Empire Medical Training. And so now I'm the, many of you guys know, I'm the chief medical officer with uh, them. And we see the same trend with providers that are coming in for training. We're getting a much bigger demand for training with our bioregenerative techniques. How are we going to um, do things to really kind of stimulate the patient's own collagen and help them age more naturally. Obviously fillers and uh, our, our neuromodulators all still have their place. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. But um, it's kind of fascinating to look at how that shifting and the new things that we have available to us now. Uh, really some things that were around when we started, but they weren't as popular as they are now. And I think they had a little bit more side effects associated with them and people were more afraid to use them. We as providers know uh, now how to better use some of these tools to get the more natural results. Well, the indications have like really evolved and changed when we saw that the medication wasn't working exactly the way that it was intended. Then there were some like changes made to the, you know, the dilution and the way that we use it, the way it's injected, um, the population that it's used in, and so I, I do think that you know, the neuromodulators, your toxins and your fillers, that's typically what people come in for because a lot of people don't know about these other options. And so as providers, it's our job, once we get them in the door, then we can teach them about all these other exciting things that are out there. We get questions a lot. I've always battled bad skin. I had acne as a, a teen. I've battled some, you know, some scarring. And so that's kind of been my focus. You were fortunate, like you had like really good skin and Chris has always Always had great skin, but he's also been very cognizant about keeping it that way. We kind of had two different challenges. Yours was to keep yours that way, and mine was to get mine as good as yours. We've been pretty successful with like my challenges using some of these techniques that we're talking about. Exactly, and so just so people kind of know what we're going to go over in the next few minutes or the rest of this episode, we're going to be talking about polynucleotides, exosomes, peptides, some of the emerging. Uh, products that we'll get access to but aren't quite here yet and versus some of the things that we already have access to and you know how we use them now and then we're going to after we talk about those injectables we'll also talk about some of the energy-based devices and how really those are changing the landscape and you know we have a lot of new devices coming out on the, the market and we have some that have been around for a while and do really a phenomenal job where we can really make someone look um, more vibrant, you know, have better skin quality, and really look well rested for their age without ever injecting a toxin or a filler. I think the first thing is that these have, have treatments have been around for several years in the countries outside of the U.S. and now have just kind of started making their way in, and so we're going to be seeing a lot more of increased use of them over the next few years, I think. 
And with the increased use, I think we'll also see some complications that we've not seen in the past. I think with anything, it's one of those things you want to vet your provider and know the education they have regarding it. But like the, you know, the exosomes, it's, it's one of those things that it's a component that's extracellular that's necessary for the skin to develop elastin and collagen. And so the, you know, regardless of the form, whether it's a microneedling form or it's injected form or whatever, um, it is something that's been proven to increase and improve the health of the skin and which in return gives you a younger, healthier looking, you know, external appearance. So the exosomes now, um, you know, there are several companies that, that make exosomes uh, available for use. And a lot of aesthetic providers are incorporating exosomes into their tr practice. Um, most of them uh, right now are approved for topical application. And so they're being put on topically. They're in some topical products, uh, some different kind of um, serums and gels that you can apply. Our people are using them. Um, they're coming in a sterile fashion. They're putting them on after certain procedures like microneedling, RF microneedling, CO2 lasers. And they are um, basically uh, signaling our cells to uh, start the repair process and they're anti-inflammatory. So, you know, kind of everything we've been taught in the past where we th think about creating inflammation, creating injury to repair, this is um, using kind of a different mechanism to, to stimulate repair. So we're seeing that the downtime from some of these more aggressive procedures that we can do is less, that the results are better and improved when we use exosomes in, in combination with some of the other things. You know, polynucleotides are something that we haven't really talked about a lot here in the U.S. I think they're gaining some traction now. Definitely um, over the past few years, you'll hear about them at some of the, the larger conferences, but at least to my knowledge at this point, there's none that are approved in the U.S. None that I know of. Mm -hmm. So these are a cellular component that's derived of like a sterilized portion of DNA, and they're also being used to stimulate skin cell turnover and repair. When they're placed in a particular area where a, a cell that we have called uh, fibroblast are, it stimulates those fibroblasts to make uh, collagen and elastin, and that's something we all struggle with. We have uh, decreased production of that as we age, and so we're always looking at ways to kind of stimulate that and, and, and improve that. And so I believe that, that the polynucleotides are something that we'll definitely see increasing demand for that, and at what point any will be approved, I don't know. I can't predict the that. The polynucleotides and exosomes, are they, can they be used interchangeable? They're different they would be used very much for, for similar purposes in terms of regeneration by regenerative medicine, but they're not, um, they're not the same product. So you can't just substitute one for the other. I don't know of any studies looking at, at any of that head to head and seeing which one's better. I'm sure there, there's gonna be some of those. I follow several physicians kind of uh, internationally that have been using a lot of this. You, you know that um, I love Dr. Shino Bay Aguilera, and he uh, uses and, and talks about a lot of polynucleotides or research from that and other countries. I don't know that he's been a part of any trials here. Maybe we'll watch and see if that comes out. But some things that we have now that are available and that are exciting that that are approved products and that we can use to really give us some great results are our Sculptra and uh, Radius. And so those are two different products from two different companies that have a little different um, mechanism, but they're both biostimulant products. And so you mentioned a little bit at the beginning of the podcast that we used Sculpture a little bit differently when we started. And so we did use it in a lot stronger fashion. So we didn't dilute it as much as we do now. And at that point in time, we, we saw some more complications from that. Do you want to talk a little bit about the complications we saw? 
Yes, I think the most common complication when when we first started using Sculptra was that the dilution was much more concentrated, and so the the most common complication with it was granulomas and nodules or knots under the skin was a complaint that people could have. So um, since that time, the way that it's diluted has been changed. It's come we use it in much more diluted fashion. It comes with a, a we call it a rule of five five days of massage five minutes five times a day for five days and that's you know really decreased the the risk of the nodules I think also the fashion that it's injected you know it can't be injected too superficially whenever in certain areas where the skin is thinner again it goes back to the your injector being trained properly on on the product and I think we um, received good training on the product we were scared to use it so we didn't really use it for I don't know, years in our practice, five or six years probably. So we had both become pretty comfortable with injecting uh, our hyaluronic acid fillers by the time we ever ventured down this pathway. But even that being uh, stated, we did have some nodules along the way. Most of them you could touch and feel if somebody had had it, but you didn't see it. You unfortunately were one of the patients that, that we had and I did your treatment and so this was on me, but we did a, a technique where I was trying to put some kind of up and high in your, your forehead to um, almost simulate like a wet towel, like pulling up your head, um, giving your forehead a bit of a lift. And I got a little bit too superficial. You had a tiny, it was maybe what the size of a pencil tip. It was tiny and it was one of those things like, we, I'm almost glad that we did it just because it was, we saw exactly what it was and realized how to treat it. Yeah, it was pretty easy to manage. And I think initially we were so afraid of the complications that we shied away from this treatment that now is one of our most requested, most popular, and that personally, you know, it's one of our favorite treatments to do because we see such phenomenal results. There's nothing else that we have in the practice that gives us results even close to this. Yeah, in my opinion, I don't think there's there's anything on the market that compares to the results that we can get from it. The nice thing is that it, there is less maintenance using this particular product than there is with your typical HAs. So one of the things that, you know, that we talk about, and um, you guys know we talk about our treatments, our personal treatments all the time, and so I have a really um, good friend. She's another Empire instructor, uh, Maritza Mejia. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal injector up in uh, the New York area, out in Long Island. She's his New York wife. Yeah, she's my New York wife, for those of you who don't know. Uh, check her out on Instagram at uh, Injectables by Maritza. Anyway, you'll see some wonderful work. She does great work. But uh, Jerry, um, strictly because I'm such a baby and so um, difficult to deal with, he... Uh, he, he happily, he happily sent me to um, Maritza to get sculpture in my butt. And so I wanted a butt lift and we decided to go with a sculpture. So one of the great things about it is it is a more natural look, but it's really hard to create volume. So it takes a lot of it. So we always like to use that example because when people want volume in a certain area that, um, you know, maybe in their mid face or, or their butt or anywhere else that you're trying to create volume, it's a, a hard to over-volumize with sculpture. So you have to use lots of it because it'll do a great job at creating collagen, some tightening, and eventually you will get volume, but you're gonna have to do 
quite a bit of it. So for me, just in my first round with Maritza, I did uh, 20 vials. And so, um, you know, that's a lot compared to the face where we're typically for a full treatment, maybe going to be somewhere in a four to six vial. She tried rank. to get you to do 20 in one cheek just to see the difference, right? <laughs> no, she told me I was being such a baby that she was going to stop with one side <laughs> and leave the other untreated because she was tired of dealing with me complaining. And she just called it a study. Yeah, and she, yeah we'll just call it a study. But anyway, she did a great job. But I'm using that as an example because I want to compare and, and contrast that with the next agent that we're going to talk about, which is radius. And so so Radius is also a phenomenal product. It's calcium hydroxyl apatite, so it's a little bit different mechanism, but it comes uh, in a gel a suspension that's uh, a carboxymethyl cellulose gel that can give you instant plumping, instant volume, and kind of as that gel gets absorbed by your body over the next few months after the injection, those calcium hydroxyl apatite um, particles, they're going to stimulate collagen much in, the, uh, you know, a, a not exactly the same mechanism, but much in the same way that sculpture would. So you're gonna get a lot of the skin glow, the skin tightening, and you're gonna get some instant volume from that. Similar complications, if you inject it too superficial or too much of it in one area, you may get a nodule or a lump. And um, so we've kind of been using it for a little while now in an off-label fashion where we dilute it down. So we make it a little bit thinner than the way it's provided. And we use it very similar to the way that we would uh, sculpture. And we put this in some areas that we, the skin is a little bit thinner maybe like in the neck region. And, and that way we can stimulate collagen there to help with some of the neck lines and stuff. Hands, back of the hands, it's a great hand rejuvenating treatment. And uh, also um, you can, you know, a little bit more easily over volumize somebody. So it'll eventually go down, but in the beginning you can have a little bit of a puffier appearance than some people would like with this. It's a little easier to have that occur uh, if you're not trained on the product and use it, right? But it may be a better product. I shouldn't say better, but it may be a product that would give you more volume right away for an area, like if you want to do something like a butt where you wanted a lot of volume quickly. I think it's also one of those things where you, it's part of your consultation process with the patient or are they looking for something instant and if they have an event coming up then sculpture is probably not the the best choice for them if they're looking for something that's you know a little more long term then sculpture certainly is but if they need something more instant then radius is certainly probably the best option for them as you said their products are very different but they do work in similar ways and we get similar results with them yeah, some areas that we wouldn't uh, want to use these products, and we do get asked this, is going to be uh, areas like the lips. Tear troughs, you have to be super cautious with that. There's some very uh, respected injectors out there that are doing this a little bit in those areas. We don't personally in our practice, we have some other options, but by all means, you could consider that if you're experienced. With that said, we do have bioregenerative techniques that we've done now for longer than we've done this, 10 years, where we we can treat the tear trough area and the lips, and that's uh, PRP or PRF. Uh, you wanna discuss that? Yes, we've been doing this for, I guess, 12 years probably, maybe longer now, but we've been using PRP, and, and PRP is where we um, take a blood sample and process it, whether 30 or 60 um, mLs of blood, and we process it down and concentrate, the, we withdraw the platelets from that um, blood suspension. And then we re-inject them into whatever area of the body we're trying to help. So we use them. Tear troughs is very common. 
you can get some really nice results for like lip plumpness, the boister of the lips. It helps with, um, you've even used it for dry eyes. Mm -hmm. We use it, I frequently use it for erectile dysfunction in men. We use it for vaginal dryness and stress incontinence, urinary incontinence in females. So PRP has been around and we literally use it from head to tail. I mean, we can use it everywhere. We don't, personally in the clinic, we don't inject joints. I don't inject joints, but it's also used a lot in, for joints. Yeah. And then, you know, the kind of, um, you know, the last thing that I, I want to, so I do see that the future is moving in this direction where we're doing more regenerative, bioregenerative techniques than just the sugar gels or the hyaluronic acid fillers that we've used, although I don't see them going away anytime soon. They are still the lion's share of this uh, filler market. Um, they give us the, the, a quicker result than any of these biostimulant techniques. And some of the biostimulant techniques that, that we talk about, they are limited by the patient's ability to build their own collagen. So all of these things work slightly differently, but the, one of the key things that patients have to understand and talk to their providers about is if they're a poor candidate to start with, so let's say that there's somebody uh, that's undergoing rapid weight loss after some sort of bariatric surgery, or maybe they're on one of the newer uh, GLPs or uh, newer weight loss injectable medications, or they have a really poor diet, they're older in age, they're a smoker, they get uh, lots of sun exposure, all of those things decrease our body's ability to make collagen. And so regardless of what we're injecting in there, we may stimulate a little bit more collagen, but those patients are not gonna get the same results as patients who are careful about their diet, they're younger, they're you know, not smoking, and et cetera. And so when, when some patients come in and they want this done, if they're not the best candidate, we also have to inform them things that we can do to make them a better candidate. So lifestyle changes, there are supplements, nutritional supplements and things that we can recommend or that we can uh, talk about to really optimize the results uh, from some of these biostimulants. And then there's combination therapies where we can look at doing different things at the same time to really stimulate collagen. And I think that's what um, we should probably uh, do our last segment on is doing some of the energy-based devices and how we can combine that with the injectables for best results. So there's several different devices that are on the market. Probably the most common and the one that runs every single day in, in our office is microneedling. I think microneedling is one of the, the best thing is, is very non-invasive. Minimal downtime, you can, you'll have a little more downtime if you do like one of the radio frequency devices. But with the traditional microneedling, you can use the serum, you can use PRP, you can treat scars, you can treat acne scars, you can treat surgical scars, you can do it just for a, you know, a conditioning of the skin, you can do it an ag aggressive you know, to treat some of these things, you can do at least less aggressive treatment if they're getting ready for an event and just need a glow. Microneedling, I think, is probably one of my favorite treatments that we offer. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's something that, that we've done for a long time and people really love it and seem to respond well to it. That being said, I, I think I'm leaning towards some of our newer devices as, you know, my favorite. And really, and if I have to look at the class of devices, I want to say plasma, energy-based plasma devices. And so we have our Plexer plasma and we have probably the most requested at the clinic is our uh, Neogen PSR, or Neogen plasma device. And with that, we can really alter the settings um, to, from something that's really minimal downtime, you know, all the way to, up to more aggressive treatment that requires, you know, a few days up to a week or so of kind of some social downtime. But um, with that, we are stimulating a lot of collagen. It actually won uh, an award um, for the, you know, the best uh, non-surgical uh, treatment, uh, but 
treatment of the year last the year. Last year was. Yeah, last year, and that was with uh, Sean Charles Med Spa, and they've done over 3,000 of these treatments. And, um, you know, we've done uh, quite a bit, not as much as they have, but they've been a great resource for us. We've had it now for a couple of years in the practice and um, really learned a lot from them, but we consistently see good results with that device. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the device is amazing. And in fact, I mean, we started looking at their work when we first got the machine and thought that their photos were airbrushed. Mm -hmm. But as we got it and we started seeing that these results are truly like attainable with a single treatment. You know, the nice thing about this is it's not a laser device. And I think oftentimes people kind of associate it, but it's not a light-based device at all. And so using the plasma energy, we're able to treat areas that we couldn't treat with a laser. We can treat really close all the way up to the lash line on lower eyes. We can treat the lids, actually get like a pr pretty nice little bliff from it, a non-surgical bliff lift of the upper eyelid. The Neogen's done a really good job as far as like things that we needed in our office. Yeah, and it's, I've loved the device for a while for resurfacing and for pigment. Um, for texture, for collagen production. I mean, it's a it's really a, a great device for all skin types. And I know that we often get asked about, can we use this on the darkest of skin types? And so the answer is yes, but we have to adjust it down. We don't use the same settings on a darker skin type as we do a very light because of the risk of, risk of uh, some, some uh, hypopigmentation or lighter color uh, skin after the treatment. But it really is great for all skin types, especially when it, the, the settings are proper. I know that we often say that it's a one and done. I tell patients that this is kind of, we're going to have to see how they respond. And so if we can, we get phenomenal results with those patients who are going to produce collagen well. Some of our, you know, older patients that may not produce collagen as well as, you know, someone 20 years younger than them, um, they may need uh, two treatments. And so I, we do kind of caution about that. But one of the ways around that is to combine that with our injectables. And so we know that when we combine this with the Sculptra or Radius, um, that the results are, are really synergistic. It's not just additive. Um, so they get drastically better results than either single treatment alone. I think that that's kind of the, the key to all of this is figuring out the, we always talk about the consultation being the most important visit the patient makes. And so figuring out what combination is gonna work for what patient and, you know, do they need a combination of an injectable and a device or a, a pill and a device or what? If you combine all of these treatments in the right way, you can get some pretty phenomenal results. Yeah, I think one of the, the kind of emerging trends or the, the future of this is we have identified like in our practice and anecdotally um, for many years that we know these combination therapies work very well. But there's now emerging evidence and science and people actually studying the order in which you do these procedures. So you do the laser first and injectable second or flip it the other way around. And, you know, we've usually based that on patient's lifestyle. So when do they have downtime? When do they have, when can we fit a laser or any energy-based device in? And when can they do an injectable? And that's how we'll plan it, our budget. I mean, those are the things we've considered. Or events that are coming up. And, you know, I, th I think it's one of those things, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. At the end of the day, the the combination of the two, it's gonna take a while to see the, the long results. The, the combination of the two is, but I think that's the really interesting thing with the research is maybe we're wrong. That that's what we've always thought. And we do know that the combination of the two is better than either one alone. But I believe that we're going to see research and there, in fact, are already some papers coming out. I just um, was looking at one that's a preview of a, at a conference I'm, I'm going to in a few weeks. And um, 
it was looking at doing the energy-based device first and then the injectable second. And those patients had results that were drastically better than flipping it around the other way. Both groups of patients got the same combination and they both got them six weeks apart. And so they both had an energy-based device and um, radius uh, in a dilute fashion, but they just did one energy first, the radius second, and then they flipped the other group and did it the other way around. And um, it looked like the ones who were in the energy-based group had better results. So I think it's, it's one of those things where most people who've been in this space uh, will tell you that the combinations are better and we didn't really ever feel that it mattered what order you got them. But that's the, the fascinating thing about science and following where the, you know, kind of these studies and watching what's out there is that we may find that there is a particular order that we can get even better results if we do it in, in a particular order. I can't tell you that answer today, but I can certainly tell you that we'll be watching it because it's kind of one of the, the things that's fascinating. We also have another device in this space that um, really that, that's uh, phenomenal. And um, it's kind of taken off in our practice in, in place of a lot of the regular microneedling. And that's our plexor plasma device. And that's a plasma device that we can use all the way up if we want to be aggressive and do some ablation. So some things like removing certain uh, tissues, so different kind of like benign moles or skin tags and things like that. It's pretty easy to take them off. But um, we can also use it on a low non-ablative setting where we're doing this to open up micro channels and then putting a topical on. And that topical is signaling, sending signals down to the, the fibroblast to start making more collagen and elastin. What, what are your thoughts on that device? The Plexor's nice and like you said, you can actually do it as low as a spa treatment where there's minimal to no downtime, or you can do it where it is more of an ablative. There's a, a cat scratch. Um, technique and maybe we can put a picture in here to show some of these um, treatments, I'm not sure. You know, some of those do require more downtime than the others. And then as you said, we can also use it to remove some lesions. It's great for removing um, pigmentation lesions even, and you almost get an immediate result from some of these. So it's a, it's a busy little machine at the clinic. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and both of those are plasma-based technologies. Like I said, the Neogen is the one that's using a, a radio frequency with a nitrogen plasma gas. And the other one's using a little handheld uh, generator to make the, the plasma. We love both of them. There's obviously a we lot. We love it. We love it. There's obviously a lot of other devices that we have that um, I know that, that we're running out of time today to talk about. So maybe we'll have to do a whole nother episode on just energy-based devices, but we have ultrasound energy, radio frequency energy. We have uh, CO2 lasers and erbium lasers and NDAGs. So the list goes on and on about what we can do to really customize a treatment to meet that individual patient's needs and how we can combine that with injectables. So we can keep people looking their best, but looking like themselves, not not altering really who they are. So anybody that has any questions, come and see us for a consultation and we'll determine what combination's right for you. Yeah, that's perfect. We'd love to see you at Skin and Tonic. Um, and if not, uh, please go and subscribe and listen to more Beauty in the Brain. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you normally get your spot podcasts. Um, so we thank you for listening today and we look forward to talking to you again next week. See you soon.